Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, everyone. Great to have you with us. Pastor David here, along with Pastor Bob Wilk and Liz Jones. Hello. Great to have you guys on the podcast. We are glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to be here. It's yeah. great to be any place. <laughs> it's the <laughs> when you're grace of age, God that you could be you're here. You're happy to be wherever you're happy you're to happy. be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ugly boy yeah. at the prompt is right. happy to be there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, today... They didn't let me into the prom. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. All right. Today, we'll give you the grace you never had as a boy at the prom, because oh, we're talking about yes. grace versus legalism, oh. which are very important concepts. And if we don't understand this, we'll have no joy in our spiritual life. I really believe that to be true. Um, So just to get it going, I wanted to bounce this question off you guys, just see um, how you would answer it. What is grace to you, Pastor Bob? When I say grace, Oh, oh, I get to be put on the spot immediately? Mm -hmm. I see how this works. Yeah. Okay, that was not graceful of you to do that to me, but I will answer. (laughs) Grace to me is a very simple thing that's very hard to explain. (laughs) Because the simplicity of it is, I actually, when I think of the grace of God, I actually think of his glory, like his magnificent glory, extended, projected, placed in us. And now, that may sound really strange to you, Mm -hmm. to most people, they'll be like, glory? What? (laughs) Right? But the reality is, is that it's the greatest thing in the universe, as far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned, because it's, I believe it's actually a component of the essence of God. Mm. It's, it flows like love flows from him. Yeah. Grace. It, it is him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, to me without it, I don't know where anybody would be actually. <laughs> so, and I think we, uh, underestimate grace. Um, I think we take grace for granted a lot of times, but, uh, for me, it's probably one of the two or three essential things that I believe that are part of a Christian life. Mm. That's a good awesome. answer. You think? Mm-hmm. What about you, Liz? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that grace is the empowering ability of God. Mm. So it's the ability to actually walk out the life that he purchased for us, that mm-hmm. he planned for us, that he designed for us. So it really um, is the source of our life with him. It is the place where he um, endows us, infuses us, imparts to us, Everything, like you were saying, everything that he is, everything that pertains to life and godliness, right? Everything that we need to actually be obedient to his word and to actually access full relationship with him. It's the ability to do all of those things. Yeah, I love that. And I think a component of grace, like Pastor Bob said, is it's an extension of who God is because it's his goodwill. Mm. When I have grace towards someone, I have goodwill towards them. And that even applies to people that aren't in relationship with God, right? He sends his reign on the just and the unjust. He has so much grace. And yet even for his own people, there is that glory he imparts that Pastor Bob talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And an amazing thing to me is that in John 1, it says that Mm -hmm. grace is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. The law came from Moses. Like we're going to talk about the law and legalism and Mm -hmm. the commands of God, which are good. The law came from Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And from his fullness, we receive grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. And so if you um, just think of grace as a concept that's apart from Jesus and apart from the goodwill of God to give you Jesus and put you in relationship with Jesus, you'll sort of miss it. And you'll say like, oh, how much how much grace do I need today? Or is God going to be gracious to me when really grace is overflowing from the person of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, if, I yeah. believe it's the person of Jesus because mm-hmm. like you were uh, describing out of John 1, you know, the word became flesh, mm-hmm. you know, it dwelt, he dwelt among us. And it says that he, he was full of glory mm-hmm. and grace. I mean, it's it's who he is, and it uh, flows from him. And there's no, mm-hmm. and that's why earlier I mentioned, I I connect his glory to to him, mm-hmm. to his grace, and to everything he is. Yeah. And that's when you actually experience the Word made flesh. You actually are experiencing the essence of Jesus Christ, who he actually is, mm-hmm. and uh, which goes so far, you know, in the flesh, and it goes so far beyond the flesh, <laughs> which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I do think. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what grace is because 
you know, like we have the scripture, you know, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we associate grace with having to, um, like something that deals with our sins, right? It just, it's like a, it washes, it covers, it cleans, you know, kind of like is a, the extension of, I think sometimes we confuse like with the mercy of God or, um, those things. And, and it is that there is grace, right. Mm-hmm. To receive forgiveness of sins. There is grace to help us, um, you know, be free of those things, but that's such a limited part of what grace mm-hmm. actually is because from there it's actually the infusion of the life of Christ into you mm-hmm. to empower you to walk like he did. Mm-hmm. And if we only view it as something that has to do with dealing with our sins, then we'll never actually step into the empowerment part of it to yes, turn from your sin, but now walk in the life of Christ. Uh, I think that's so powerful to understand the difference between grace and legalism and mm-hmm. to understand the objection uh, where people say, if you teach about grace and you teach that God has goodwill no matter what, and he will forgive all your sin, then people are going to disobey God. Yeah, They're just going to take it as a license. Right. They're going to go and disregard the law of God. Mm-hmm. Where what Liz is saying is so powerful because it not only is a pardon, grace is not only a pardon to you, but it's a power. Mm-hmm. And somebody that receives grace is receiving power to walk as Jesus walked. Because grace won't make you any different than Jesus because it's from Jesus. <laughs> it's uh, the essence of Jesus. Right. So if you think of grace as something that's empowering you to sin, you completely misunderstand what grace is. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And know. I do think it is something we can be like afraid to teach too much. Like, well, if they, if they believe they have too much grace, oh. right, then they'll, <laughs> then they'll go crazy and just do whatever they want. And it's we'll like, no, if you actually God. teach grace correctly, <laughs> it's actually scripturally, it will propel them into a lifestyle of well, God, I think godliness. What happens yeah. there is that people, unlike God, um, you know, people, we tend to not trust other people. Mm. And that's where grace really comes in because mm-hmm. God actually, uh, because of his essence of who he is, he actually trusts. Uh, first of all, he trusts in himself because of his grace and glory and his power and everything you know he is. Okay. And he trusts in the finished work of Christ mm-hmm. that was done on the cross. He, um, but people tend to, uh, it's harder for people to extend grace to someone else because there's that aspect of trust. Like you said, well, if yeah. I do that too much, then they're just going to just think they get away with everything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right. there's no uh, rectifying. There's no balancing of the scales. There's all of these justice things that we want to do as humans that without the grace of God, we actually are incapable of doing justice. Mm-hmm. We, we, we actually don't have everything it takes to do justice because yeah, we will good. only lean into, into uh, judgment justice without grace mm. without love and god when you get god you get god all of god all the time mm-hmm. and so he's so that's why it's okay for not okay that's how why he operates in grace that and in a level that we most of the time have a very hard time tapping into we do that i believe in uh small portions mm. but not not nearly like god does I think he wants us to, but I don't believe that we operate there all the time successfully because we want to make everything right, Mm -hmm. but right, you know, from our point of view, right? you know what I'm saying? And so that's a very, and that's why people are, you know, afraid, Mm -hmm. like you said, to give grace because they're afraid they're going to be taken advantage of. They don't trust, Mm -hmm. right? They don't trust that God is the ultimate judge. And that God makes, uh, you know, he, he's going to make the final decision on things. And, uh, you know, there, there is a, a, an ultimate judgment, if you will, that's going to be with God. And he will not be mocked in the process. But most of the time, as Christians, honestly, I don't believe we, we actually, we can say it, but we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Because once somebody gets out on the edge of something when they really need the grace of God, like we've all been yeah. in that place. Mm-hmm we're afraid to extend that or see that extended grace to that person mm. because we think they're going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a mouthful. I'm uh, sorry. I went off on a little. <laughs> <laughs> so people can abuse very... grace or receive grace in vain. Uh, f- from my point of view, they can, <laughs> <laughs> but from God's point of view, when God gives grace, I don't think it's in vain. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually giving us an opportunity 
Mm-hmm. He's actually giving us, out of like tender care for our, us, knowing who we are, he gets that we we actually, even at our best, we can't, we, we're not going to be able to do it without his grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we are so dependent mm-hmm. on his grace. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that because we, you know, and that's when we get very self you know, minded where, you know, uh, our focus is there like, oh yeah, I did that. So yeah, I knew it was right. I did it and see, and yeah, there's a component of that in our life, right? We make choices and all those kind of things, Mm -hmm. but we can get pretty high minded and self-sufficient and go, well, my hands have done this thing Mm -hmm. rather than except for the grace of God. Yeah. Nothing. I'm actually able to do nothing Mm -hmm. because where would I be? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's a, a key thing to understand because otherwise you will walk in the other side of the coin that is part of our podcast, which is legalism. Mm-hmm. If you think that you can do things by your own power, that's really what legalism is, in my opinion, is to rely on obedience, to rely on earning, to rely on your own power, um, either to get blessing from God or to get relationship from God or to control God or to control other people, right? Like your, your deeds are going to control God or other people. Mm-hmm. And you will believe that if you don't know that you're a complete debtor to grace, that right. every day you need to go deeper into debt to God and say, God, I need more forgiveness than I did yesterday. I need more power than I had yesterday. I need more mm-hmm. mercy than I had yesterday. I cannot serve you in my own strength. I can't love people in my own strength. I can't um, do anything that's going to impress you and make you willing to answer my prayers without your help. I, I completely abide in the vine. I can, apart from you, I can do nothing. That sort of a mindset is anti-legalism. Mm-hmm. It's not anti-law. Right. It's not anti, I'm going to listen to God because right. we need to, right. but it's anti-relying on my obedience. And so I just think if you don't get what Pastor Bob said, <laughs> if you're like, man, okay, I'm going to control things. I'm going to control people. I'm going to hold people accountable. Um, I'm a justice person. I, I'm pretty good before God. I'm I'm better than other people. You might not say this. Uh, maybe it's all subconscious. But really, we have to check our own minds and our own mindset to say, is my mindset one of grace? Receiving his gifts, receiving his mercy, receiving his riches and his goodwill? Or is it one where I'm doing the things that make God do X, Y, Z? Or make my wife do X, Y, Z? Or make mm-hmm. this person in the church do X, Y, Z? I should be getting something back because of everything that I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it creates an entitlement mentality instead of a gratitude mentality that comes from yes. grace. Um, and it, it'll, you know, it can be seen in like your facial expression, <laughs> what you're, what yeah. you're operating in, like, it, uh, like this whole driven, uh, come on, you know, this whole, um, you know, I'm not getting what I deserve outlook right. versus like the joy of grace. Yeah. I, you just said so. a, a, a lot because <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it is so true. It's like, well, the, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was really good. I'm just like, wow, that's a lot in what you just said. But the, um, we can easily just fall into mindsets where we're like, we know the right things to do and we forget to be dependent on the Lord. There you go. And we forget that it's a, it's a walk of faith, meaning we have to position ourselves to be reliant on him and not our own, abilities, our own strengths, even our own understanding of what we think is right. And when we're talking about this whole thing, you know, grace versus legalism, um, it's not that there are certain things that are um, legalistic and other things that are graceful. Mm -hmm. You can do the exact same thing, uh, the same action, right? Like I can serve I can serve a meal. I can do it completely in grace. Mm. I could serve a meal completely in legalism. And, one, and I've done both. Yeah. And one brings life and one just is like walking death. And mm. it's horrible. And you're right. Like the legalism mentality, it does bring the like, well, I'm doing this, 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 and this. Where's the return? Yep. Right? Or I'm doing this, this, and this. Where? Why isn't God showing up for me? Or if I do this, this, and this perfectly, then I'll be able to earn position or earn anointing or earn relationship or any of those things. And it's so, uh, it's such bondage. It's such bondage with the facade of, um, Christianity and relationship and religion, you know, but it it, it is religion. It's that bondage of religion that requires you to do the work uh, of Christ essentially. Like, (laughs) and this is why, you know, the the word tells us, you know, uh, man looks on the outward parts Mm. That means 
all of us do that. Yeah. You know, if we're not checking ourselves, not submitting ourselves to God's grace and his word, uh, we will look on the outward parts uh, and we'll, we'll operate from an outward perspective and point of view. And God looks on the heart and it's there that grace is poured into. Yeah. It's there that God resides and says, okay, you really need my grace because all of your greatness on your outward doesn't really, it, it doesn't add up to a whole lot. Mm. Um, but I need to impart to you something you can't impart to yourself. Yeah. See, you don't get, see, this is where that, <laughs> you mentioned this one wonderful word called dependence, mm -hmm. dependency. We depend on God for grace. Grace doesn't come from any place else. In a humanistic way, people will assign like, oh, that person showed that person some grace. Mm -hmm. But in reality, mm -hmm. that's not always the grace of God, mm -hmm. number one. And if it is, it came from God. And I think we think that we can generate grace somehow from inside us, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't come from us. Mm -hmm. It comes from God. And um, when we understand that because we're recipients of the grace... And we allow that grace to flow not only into our lives, but out from our lives. Mm -hmm. There's, it's a whole different mindset it because is. then you're not this, you know, you don't have this weird, you know, I did it because I had to do it. See, I did it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, people like trying to add up like all the pluses and minuses. This is what I did. So I, I, I earned it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the issue with grace. You can't earn it. And it's a real problem, mm -hmm. right? In our lives, in you, in just not just our society, but humans generally believe that you know if you just try hard enough, you can earn anything. Mm. And then, then God made grace, <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't earn it. Right. You can't earn it. If you earned some stuff, you earned it with the things that God gave you. Right. <laughs> like John the Baptist said that no one can receive even one thing unless it's given to him from heaven. Yeah. Like the fact that you have breath and talent and like it's all grace. Yeah. Whether that you, the, the key is if you recognize it or not. Well, like right. I said, this dependency word that you said mm -hmm. is it, that's the, that's the, I think the crux of grace is that God wants us to understand that we are so dependent on him, every single person, mm -hmm. not just some. Not just, oh, well, they're really a good Christian and they really do great things. Doesn't mean anything when it comes to grace. Yeah. <laughs> what about apostles? There's like first apostles, yes. right? Do they need grace too? <laughs> <First>. <laughs> just kidding. That was they inside joke. first need grace. Yes. <laughs> they're yeah. the yes. first they first line. need <laughs> grace. <laughs> they mostly need <laughs> grace. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what that scripture maybe means. That's what it maybe. Is, right? <laughs> Let grace abound in the apostles. Yeah. The neediest person is the apostle. Right? <laughs> yeah, I do think what you're and what we're talking about is really what is the source, right? Is it is it I'm I'm dependent on the Lord? Anything that I need for my my life, my family, my job, my ministry, my church, my nation, my community, anything I need is the source Him, or is it me? Is it my effort? Is it my experience? Right. Like I, well, I have my experience and mm -hmm. it was funny. We were talking about this some with our spirit students the other night, you know, it's like, well, God starts me out in grace and then I take it from there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it, I got it from here and I got to figure it out and I got to make it work. And I have, and then we start getting more knowledge and it's like, now I bring my knowledge to it and I bring my gifts to it, my anointing mm -hmm. to it. And we're, and we are just pulling from this well that is going to run out because it's yeah. not filled. And yeah. it's, it always comes back to the source. Where's the source that you're pulling from? Is it the Lord? And that requires, like you were saying, time with him. That yeah. requires you um, letting him fill you. That requires you letting him adjust mm -hmm. your thinking and, and receiving from him freely and not, mm -hmm. God, I did this, this, and this for you. Now it's time mm -hmm. for me to cash in. Yeah, you right. know, <laughs> give me what I deserve and or well, what I need. Give me my inheritance. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, then God owes it to you. Exactly. And grace, he doesn't owe to anyone. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's How? the deal. Um. Like you want to make God a debtor to you? That's right. a bad place. Now you're God. <laughs> yeah. And I know no one means, like if we're, you know, no one's sitting down being like, you know, like I'm going to, you know, do this stuff so God will owe me. Like no one like no, consciously yeah. thinks yeah. that. Mm -hmm. 
But it is something that so many of us end up in over time. We end up in this place where we're disappointed sometimes with God. Like, well, God, I've been serving you. I've been doing mm-hmm. all these things yeah. and you didn't come through for me here. You know, and yeah. there's the, we can we enter into this mindset. It can be really subtle where we just leave. We slowly step away from the source and just slowly begin to depend on what we know, what we're experienced with, our gifts, our history, all of that. Mm-hmm. But that only leads us into dryness. It only mm-hmm. leads us into a place of disappointment and um, sometimes even resentment. Well, right? it's what we did, Completely. what we earned. It's all of those things. Matter yeah. of fact, I believe so much of grace, obviously, is tied into forgiveness. Yeah. Because without grace, mm-hmm. there won't be any forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when people get into, uh, you know, these mindsets, like we were talking about earlier, these, these kinds of mindsets that are legalism, if you will, they believe that um, they can earn their forgiveness, which mm-hmm. in, in, in fact, that what they're saying is I'm earning God's grace here. Mm-hmm. So I did this and this, and so now I'm owed this forgiveness, right? It becomes a very legalistic, mechanical way. Um, and matter of fact, some people, I believe, get totally stuck there. Like yeah. they can't get forgiveness from God because they believe they haven't done enough. Yeah, so they have right. They just yeah. haven't earned it because so they, they're relying on their own rituals that right. they've created, and that is the heart. God. That is the heart of legalism, mm-hmm. right? That's it. It at its core, right? I mean, Jesus faced this, and we can talk about this as we go along here mm-hmm. with the Pharisees. That's what he was facing. When you when you say legalism, I think Pharisees yep. immediately. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in the Old Testament and uh, modern day Pharisees, <laughs> where they live, where they operate. Um, because it's so dependent then on mm-hmm. some man-made structure yeah. of forgiveness or somebody taking part of the word, manipulating it mm-hmm. and saying, you have to abide by this because yes. then they be right. Then they right. become under the law, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than under grace and the law isn't evil or bad. It's a great thing, mm-hmm. but it's more than that, but it relies on God. It doesn't rely on a person. And like I said, a lot of people, I think they run into a real bind Mm -hmm. in being unable to receive forgiveness. That doesn't mean God can't forgive them. It means they just put themselves in a place where they refuse to receive grace Mm -hmm. because they haven't earned it. Mm -hmm. That's their religion. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 a harsh religion. It's a taskmaster religion mm-hmm. it's something and it's a religion that you cannot live up to no matter how good you are right. that's why jesus facing that was right. with the pharisees hey you know <laughs> that law can only bring death it's the same with blessing not just forgiveness people yes. have their own religion in ways where i have to do things this way or else god's going to punish me mm-hmm. um, how do i what do i what works do i need to do so that god will work for me i didn't do all of them so god's not going to work for me mm. And that is a cruel bondage. And you'll never invite somebody else into that. That's not a gospel. Even if you work for a church, like I do, <laughs> um, if you have bondage, if you have mindsets, if you have, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of our past and like how we've broken free of some of this stuff, uh, because there is freedom if you're listening. There's there's so much freedom. And there's there's so much grace from God. But um, if you have that, that legalistic mindset or that earning mindset, it is bondage, it is burdensome. Mm-hmm. And you cannot evangelize. Like you can't invite someone into something that's crushing you. You can do it out of duty maybe, but that's another bondage. <laughs> that's another right. crushing thing. Um, and so if you don't understand the goodwill of God and his riches that he bestows on you freely through Jesus, you'll never, you'll never even bring people in. You'll never do, um, why would you want to invite someone to, into slavery with you? And I know that's uh, definitely something I've struggled with in my walk as a Christian is uh, a religious, quote-unquote, mindset. And I want to be careful. Maybe there's somebody listening that says, no, there's true religion. To, you know, that's, that's right. all true. Uh, we're talking about religiosity when we say religion, mm-hmm. Pharisaism. We're talking about legalism, relying on deeds and rituals and cleansing practices and all these things that are so easy for our flesh. They so appeal to a worldly way of seeing things. Um, and I know that's been something that I've definitely had to deal with and, and to break free of. 
Has that, have you guys ever had anything like that, like a sort of earning mentality as Christians? I don't know if um, well, you want to say it or how you I got hate, free hate of it. I to say it, but, you know, like <laughs> I was raised at a very young age as a Catholic. Mm. I don't know if... I don't want to mm -hmm. offend all the Catholics out there because there's some really great Catholics out there that know Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but the religion of Catholicism is works-based. Yeah. And, uh, and it is a kind of a taskmaster of a sort. And it also, I believe, gives a false uh, impression of God's grace. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, two Hail Marys, I'm back out on the streets doing what I want to do. And, you know, th so there's no real true repentance there's no true turning and receiving forgiveness and receiving grace the the way god intended it so that that grace will motivate you into actually walking close with jesus right mm -hmm. because it's by that grace that you're motivated not just because you're so good and do great stuff but uh i believe for myself that there's that component and with that comes condemnation uh comes a striving comes a seeing God as this, you know, just <laughs> almost evil, uh, you know, strong man, mm -hmm. you know, uh, abusive father, if mm -hmm. you will. Right. Wow. Or, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And, you know, I know, like I said, uh, I'm not throwing Catholics under the <laughs> bus. I, I know a whole bunch of really great Catholics and wonderful people. And, but the religion itself, I believe over the years has morphed into something that has not brought people uh, to, uh, connected to the heart of God and to his grace. It's brought, it's, it's, it's created a system of external works and forgiveness and external cleansings. And, that, and so inside it never happens. And so, and the problem is you're stuck with your inside. You're hmm. stuck with your yeah. soul, right? Hmm. Everybody knows that. And so then if you know, you're running around uh, somebody may have said, oh, you're forgiven. But you know you're not, mm. <laughs> right? And you don't feel it at all. And I know forgiveness is not just a feeling thing, but you just don't believe it. Yeah. Um, whereas when you tap into grace, that's a whole different thing. And I believe that that can happen actually the same kind of Catholicism that <laughs> I'm telling you I experienced can happen in, in all forms of Christianity. Yeah. Absolutely. If we're not careful and yeah. does happen in all forms of Christianity. So I'm not like pointing at one and going, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it, it, if we're not careful, how we receive the grace of God, how we understand as much as we can, the grace of God, because that's a whole nother thing. I don't, not quite <laughs> sure you can completely comprehend the grace of God. Right. I mean, like <laughs> when we try to comprehend something, we bring it into our world and our structures mm -hmm. and how we relate to it. And, and we try to make it equal with things around us and reality. Grace of God goes so far beyond that, that mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's amazing. That's why I said, when I think of grace, when I, when a lot of times when I just say the word, I close my eyes and I'm like, Oh, like I, for me personally, I'm just like transported into a place with the father like immediately, like, yeah, because once you start mm -hmm. to tap into his grace and understand that place, you really want to be there, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to live there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know yeah. why I went off on a whole No, that's awesome. Thing, but I just, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Liz has something. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in church and um, at 15, I made a decision, you know, Lord took me through a process, but I was like, okay, like this is what my life is going to be is serving the Lord. And it was a very definite decision. And so from there it was like, okay, what can I do? Right. And it was very like a very sincere desire to serve the church, understanding Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And so I was like, all right, my life is about serving. And I went into that and, um, along the way, <laughs> um, uh, you know, serving and working hard, wasn't, wasn't enough. It was, um, bringing me to a very dry place. Um, again, it was, you know, very, it was very dry. I was beginning mm. to become resentful because I felt like everyone was just taking from me mm. all the time. I may have shared this before, um, on here, but, um, <laughs> this is very significant in my life. But yeah. I remember in that time just being like, you know, like what, what, what is this? You know, it's like, we're just, I'm just giving, giving, giving people are taking, taking, mm. taking, taking, but never like feeling 
refreshed, full, satisfied, you know, just like give, give, give and very dry. And it was during that time in my life, um, the Lord actually brought me into this like radical encounter with his love. And like I said, I had grown up in church and I've been taught the love of God and, you know, God loves you. God's love of the world, all the things that we know, but for some reason, um, it had never quite sunk in the way that it did at that time. And, um, it just understanding the love of God for me. And it was like, it was around the time actually when how he loves came out and that song, man, just hit me so Mm -hmm. hard. Every time I'd hear it, I'd just start crying. No matter where I was. And you know, like the, it was grace is an ocean. We're all sinking, right? (laughs) It was just like understanding like this vastness of the love and grace of God that Mm -hmm. I would never hit the bottom of that was so abundant. That was so steadfast. That was so unfailing and unmoved by me and my performance or my non-performance or my failures or my successes. And like just the, you know, you know what it is when you have an encounter with the love of God, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and and along that, that journey. So just really like being saturated with the love of God. And I really, something we've been talking about a little bit lately, it's like the change from servant to son, right? Where you, 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 the servanthood is good. Like that's a, it's a good thing, but that cannot be a substitute for sonship because mm-hmm. it will just keep you in a, um, in an earning performance mentality. And like, you're never, you're never going to get there. But when you can, when the Lord um, brings you into sonship and you really understand that and begin to embrace that and settle into that, then everything that you're doing comes from this complete place of love and devotion and mm-hmm. adoration and, um, not from a poverty place at all from this abundance that God has Mm -hmm. for you. And, and he gave me, you know, brought me to the scripture where Jesus says, I lay down my life and no man takes it from me. And that like scripture, man, that like delivered my soul. It was (laughs) because he was like, because I felt like everyone was just taking from me all the time. And he was like, I give freely and no one is taking anything from me. And that Mm. in that encounter with the love of God and understanding the fullness of him, and being able to be filled with him that way, then I was able to just start giving. I didn't stop what I was doing. And this is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get into like this legalistic mindset or, a, um, you know, an earning mindset or performance mindset. And so we think the solution is, well, I need to stop doing all of these things. Right. Because right? I'm just doing it to earn or I'm doing it out of a wrong motive or whatever. And it's like, you don't actually need to stop the service or the works of mm-hmm. faith, you actually need to come into sonship yeah. then because it will change everything about who you are, what you do, why you do it, how you interact with people, your the the joy that's on the inside of you instead of the emptiness on the mm-hmm. inside of you. And so for me, that was just like a, like a marked period in my life that just adjusted the course of everything. And I'm doing more now than I was then, mm-hmm. but not feeling dry, not feeling overwhelmed, not feeling you know, just like, um, robbed of, (laughs) of everything, you know? So, yeah, I think, um, the elder son and the prodigal of the son, prodigal son parable, Mm -hmm. he didn't need to stop serving the father. He just needed to come to the feast. He just needed to come in. And, um, that parable is so powerful because the Lord spoken to me through that of like, Hey, when you came to me, did you come back as a servant or did you come back as a son? Did you come back to receive my riches mm-hmm. again? Because you mentioned that about, um, you know, no one takes your life from you, but you give it. There's another scripture the Lord spoke to me about where he said, give expecting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I always ask the question of how can you, how can you do that? So yeah, I get it. I'm supposed to give always out of, out of freedom and, and seeing that um, no one's forcing me to do it. Well, how do I get that? How do I get that resource? And understanding grace as riches is, is helpful too. Yes. Um, so like in second Corinthians eight, nine, it says, you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus, right? That though he was rich, he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he has riches. He bestows riches on all who call on him. Mm-hmm. Romans 10. He has so much grace. There, there is so much. That's another song, right? So <laughs> much grace. Um, and it says where sin abounds, grace hyper abounds yes. in the Greek. There's like, there's so much, there's so much freedom. Paul said, um, though I'm free from all men, I make myself a slave of all. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't serving out of a compulsion. He was serving out of a complete choice because that was how Christ had served him. Right. 
And so, yeah, in my life, I, I've battled with this with people, like people in church, people I've been in friendship and relationship with is that, um, you know, they say whatever love language you receive is how you love others. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, I'm I'm speaking well to this person and I'm serving them and I'm doing all this for them and I don't get it back from them. God, why? And I like refer that up to God. Like, God, don't you see everything I'm giving and I'm not receiving in the same way? What well, My needs aren't being met. I'm giving away all these needs and my needs aren't being met. And that does create an entitlement and a resentment and a yeah. bitterness and a bondage within you. Where what Jesus would speak is to say, He's, he would tell, tell us that he's the burden bearer. Like he's not only born our sin, he's born our, our uh, slavery to the law, mm-hmm. to relying on the law, yeah. to picking up something and carrying it, to, um, to earning anything because he earned it for us. And so if I don't bear that obligation before God, I have nothing on me. I'm completely free. Mm-hmm. I'm free to pick up someone else's burden. <laughs> I'm free to pick up Jesus's burden because I literally don't carry my own burden. And a lot of Christians, I believe, are still carrying their own burden. They're out there and they're like, yeah, I still carry my regret and my shame for my sin. And I carry a need to please God and earn blessings and earn blessings from other people and have a great life. I got to do it all. Mm -hmm. And they're carrying so much that they were not intended to carry. And they're carrying it alone because they don't understand God's goodwill and his riches and his freedom that he has spoken to them. That is what the enemy is trying to steal from the church. And I, I know I'm, I'm preaching right now, but I believe he's trying to <laughs> steal <preaching>. our freedom. <laughs> he's trying to steal our riches. Right. He's trying to steal our inheritance. He's trying to turn us back into slaves, people ruled by fear, ruled by control and manipulation, and we've been set free from that. Yeah. It's hard to internalize that. <laughs> Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I love that you brought up like the riches aspect of it. Cause it really, that is the, um, the one, the thing about grace that is so vital for us to understand is the abundance, like mm-hmm. the abundance mm-hmm. of God that, um, you will never lack for anything mm-hmm. like there, <laughs> there is, and, um, I'm trying to formulate this, mm-hmm. uh, the right way to say it, but, um, we can live as we can live in poverty spiritual poverty. Like we never quite have enough. We never quite are enough. I remember once talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I am not enough for this. And he said, yeah, but I am. (laughs) And it was like, Oh, okay. You're not actually expecting me to fill this. You want me to be filled with you. You want me to allow you to fill it. And it's like, man, what freedom that is to realize that it does not depend on you. It doesn't depend on you to be good enough. He knows you're not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like, you know, every time like the devil would say to me, like, you don't deserve it. Finally, one day I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't deserve it. Like, that's the power of the gospel. That that is grace. (laughs) I don't deserve any of this. I'm not good enough to do any of these things, but God is. And like, what a miracle Mm. that he chooses to pour his abundance into us and through us. If we would just yield and realize Mm -hmm. it doesn't depend on me at all. It doesn't depend on my strengths, right? He says like, in your weakness, my strength is made (laughs) perfect. Like everything that we think we have to bring to God, that we have to offer. He's like, I don't need that. I don't want any of that. Bring Mm -hmm. me your weakness. Bring me your emptiness. Bring me your insufficiencies. Let me be your sufficiency. You know, it's (laughs) like that is freedom. That Mm -hmm. is the freedom of understanding. It does not depend on you. Yeah. It only depends on him if you will allow him to be that. I think that's the crux of uh, legalism and, and all of those things that are so opposed to grace because those things always want to uh, address the external, the outside mm-hmm. components. Uh, and they try to put value on the things you did outside, mm-hmm. which those things should just be an overflow of the grace that's happening inside between yeah. you and your father. Mm-hmm. That, so that's where God pours grace into us, into, mm-hmm. into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, uh, it does have, like, he crowns us with grace. Mm-hmm. Everything about grace in the Bible, it talks about, you know, it, it's, um, it has a value, like, uh, pastor Dave was saying, like you were saying uh, that, um, supersedes everything else that we, uh, we want to compare it to external, natural, fleshly things. Mm-hmm. And it's not designed to be compared there. And I believe legalism, I believe the enemy of our soul, mm-hmm. sometimes our own heart, wants to proje- you know go. Let's look at the outside stuff. You're not measuring up. Right. You're you're not doing enough. 
you're not capable enough. And then, uh, or it goes the other side, like you were saying earlier, is like, okay, let's pull, you're doing so many things and they're just, you know, they're just done, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, you're, you feel like some servant. Mm-hmm. So let's pull back and not do any of that. And yeah. mm-hmm. all of that is bad. All of that <laughs> will lead you to a place where you're really not uh, receiving from God his, the flow of grace that's yeah. constant, that's abundant, mm-hmm. that comes without measure. And uh, we need to be open to that and be able to receive that grace, to to be able to just go, okay, God, you know, because we know who it's coming from. It's not coming from something we did, we earned, we we achieved. And uh, like I said, I think legalism does that. It puts it on outside Mm -hmm. rather than on God. And God's dealing with us inside. He's dealing with our hearts. He's dealing with how we how we are and who we are at the core of our being he you know the external stuff is supposed to be an outflow from the internal right. it was never the outside was never designed to be an inflow into our being and who we are internally and who right. we are before god it's never it was ne- it's never designed that way with god Right. Well, yeah, that's why Jesus called the Pharisees said you're whitewashed tombs. Whited. Right. I mean, you look good on the outside. (laughs) You got it all cleaned up. You look like you're doing the right things on the inside is just Mm -hmm. you're dead. Well, Jesus, he, you know, he had a thing about those Pharisees, you know, and uh, talking about grace, you know, I know in Mark and in Matthew, you know, Jesus, you know, he's jumping all over the Pharisees because of their legalism. You know, you know, he's just done magnificent works. You know, he's mm-hmm. done, you know, feeding the poor, you know, the uh, hungry and all this. And they're like, immediately, show us a sign. Mm-hmm. So show something on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they, they're not seeing him, the grace of God mm-hmm. in their lives. Yeah. And so he says, beware of the leaven which is a really interesting word to me. You know, it's like you beware of that leaven. It's that thing that can come in and it uh, leaven to me means it's like kind of a stirring up, a heating up process. I don't cook, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I, it seems like I've been around like bread when it's raised. It seems like it gets warm. It's like some kind of action that's mm-hmm. happening and it's starting mm-hmm. to grow. And it's, it's going from the inside and it's messing things up. And Jesus is like, hey, beware of their leaven because it agitates it doesn't depend on the grace of God flowing into your life. It, you know, so they it puffs they, up. It puffs up, yes, <laughs> and because it's external, right? Everything's like, oh, look what, how, look how good this is out here, rather than um, the bread of life. <laughs> ah, yes, mm. that comes from. And now you're hungry. <laughs> We got to go eat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're leaving now. No, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, the, rather than this, uh, what's supposed to be happening, and and like I said, Jesus very mm. much against that. Like, I mean, to call them, you know, these Pharisees, you know, whited sepulchers, leaven, you know, that they, they carry a leaven that corrupts, that infiltrates, if you will. Yeah. It acts like a catalyst. It mm-hmm. it, it it affects things. In you know interesting ways, um, but it, God's like that, that's not my grace. No, and read, read the yeah. book of Galatians. Paul yes. goes to war against <laughs> those teachers, and yes. he's like, "Don't submit again to a yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. rebuild what you tore down. Yes. This this religion of works and pleasing God and impressing God so that He'll He'll bless you. Don't rebuild that." Um, Peter says, "Stand firm in the true grace of God." We have to stand so firm in this because we are so, there's so much deception. Every other religion says, yeah, you have to believe, but then you have to work and then you'll be saved. Right. The gospel says, and I'm stealing this from Tim Keller. It's okay though. Grace, he'll give it to me. Um, it's, it says faith, then salvation, then works. Not faith, then works, then salvation, mm-hmm. but faith, right. then salvation, then works. Yes. Not it's totally different. It's totally revolutionary. It's very simple. But you're like that's too good. Then then they'd be too free. I'd be too free. What would I do? I'm t- I'm actually free from having to impress God, from having to perform for people. It's so hard to please people. It's so hard to please God. Mm-hmm. But actually uh Chuck Smith said God's much easier to please than man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he's pleased in Christ. So all he asks us to do is to trust him. And it says without faith it's impossible to please him. And so to receive grace, what do you have to do? You have to hear that God's gracious and say, yeah, 
okay. Right. It's that easy. Okay, Lord. <laughs> well, I think that really does speak to what uh, Liz was saying earlier is that you can't work for your sonship. Mm-hmm. You're either a son or you're not a son. And yeah. if you're a son, then the benefits that come, the grace that comes, that's why, like you were saying earl- earlier with the you know parable of the young man coming back to his father, you know, th- that uh, the father receives him. Like mm-hmm. he's, the, now you're seeing grace in mm-hmm. action. Like you're mm-hmm. seeing it portrayed in the Bible in its purest form. Mm-hmm. And then you see other people around there, like the other son, <laughs> who's a son, by the way, and has no concept of what sonship is, apparently. Mm-hmm. And and now he wants to turn it into a religion. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what? Is it going to work? What What's going to happen? He's got to earn this. I mean, he's not... He, matter of fact, he wants to make it so he can't earn his way back. So even in his religious you know, component, there's no way back. You, you can't actually yeah. get there yeah, mm-hmm. because that's where grace comes in. Mm-hmm. Grace, grace actually takes you where you're at and pulls you back into the heart of the Father. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. what? Nothing. Nothing. You're, you're like, like, you know. Well, the times I've done. No, no, it's so, yeah. no, it's so, so to me, it's so um, yeah, personal and intimate. It is, yeah. Like, and I'm glad you brought up about like pleasing because it, it, the whole that is what legalism really comes down to, right? Is pleasing God, pleasing men, mm-hmm. pleasing myself, right? <laughs> like those mm-hmm. are those things. But mm-hmm. the pleasing God, like that, only happens through faith, mm-hmm. right? And faith is dependency. <laughs> faith is dependency. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. But I know, and um, I know we were talking about Galatians. Like I, I love that book. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you start off in the spirit, and now you're going to make it perfect in the yeah. flesh. Like what, what are you doing there? But Galatians one ten is another scripture that like revolutionize my life is like um if i'm still trying to please man then i'm not a servant of christ right. and that's and that includes all people including myself right it's like i am either with him or i'm trying to f- impress somebody or trying to live up to something um and there and that's not it's not freedom it's not no. rest there's rest in grace and that doesn't and and again mm-hmm. Grace and works are not against each other. They're not pitted against each other. It's not one or the other. It is works that are rooted in grace, right? The grace that overflows, that's the Mm -hmm. abundance of now I'm doing the work of my father because I understand who I am. I understand that I'm his son, that I'm designed to do what he does, Mm -hmm. right? That's Mm -hmm. the place of working. So those things are, it's not like, well, I just live in grace so I don't have to do any works. It's like, no, if you are actually operating in the empowerment of God, like the powerful life of Christ that he's given to you, then you will do the works of the Father, just like Jesus or some did. Greater works, completely out of grace. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, completely but religion, in rest. But religion and legalism wants to create this pitting against. Yes, exactly. One it actually sets up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, let's go into this camp, let's go into that camp, mm-hmm. and now we're against each other. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It, there's so much. There's so much truth in that. There's such a depth in that that people. I hope they're hearing. I hope they're hearing and understanding. That with God's grace, that He's He's got this, um, it's He's got this grace for you, mm-hmm. like yeah. He's got this grace for people, for us, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know I don't know I feel like maybe there's somebody out there wants you know they need to hear, they need to understand that God has this grace for you, and you don't have to earn that you can't earn this grace, but He's He's calling you today uh, to tap into Him mm-hmm. and everything He is. And his care, and like Liz was saying, his love for you, and and uh, the, and also the the peace and the rest that yes. comes with that, because that is so that so escapes people now. Mm-hmm. That peace and that rest, because they're they're actively striving to do this, do that, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a striving. It doesn't have to be anything like that for you. It can be you actually just. Uh, just allowing yourself to go swim in God's grace. Just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, swim we're good. Yeah, and I, yeah, swim I in just the wanna, ocean. And I just want to give you maybe a way of, of tapping into it, just like maybe a mental way. Because, yeah. um, man, you get so much more motivation and love for God and for others mm. just from thinking about God, the God of all grace. That you're like, God created me. God of the universe created me. He designed me. He has a place for me. He called me. He saved me when I was actively opposing him. All these sins I've done in my life, every way I could disappoint him. My least worthy times was where he, he was the most powerful. 
oh, he gave his only son. There's grace just in the son that he gave. And, yes. and he willingly, Jesus, the son, willingly went to the cross. He willingly laid down his life so I could be saved, so I could be free, so I don't have to carry any regret or shame, so I don't have to earn anything else from God. If I never do another good work the rest of my life, if I die like the thief on the cross and I never get off again, I'm going to be well-pleasing in the sight of God. I don't have to earn a single thing. I don't have to prove a single thing to anyone else. God is for me. He will answer any prayer that I bring to him as if Jesus was asking him. That's the access I have. That's the prayer uh, position that I have. That is the approval I have. That's the standing I have. I don't have to stand on my own works. I stand in grace. And nothing can change that. And I can never deplete it. It's hyperabounding. There's more than I could ever even imagine. That's how I get to live now and tomorrow and a hundred years from now and a billion years from now and a billion ages from now. I get to live as somebody that's perfectly loved, perfectly provided for. And all I have to bring him is my sin and my weakness. Mm-hmm. I, okay. That's pretty good. That is good. It's a great exchange. Anybody could it? bring that to God. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and he'd be that gracious towards them. Yeah. They don't have to be a pastor. They don't have to be a minister. Mm-hmm. He's that good. Yeah. He is. There's bad things in this world. People let that be the thing. There's so much good in God. Yes. And that is the gospel of grace. Mm-hmm. Like if we preach that to ourselves every day, right. we preach that to other people, um, we'll really have something worth saying. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> hey, you know, I want to say there's grace for you. Mm-hmm. And it's God's grace. And uh, it's abundant. It's rich. It's powerful. It's all the things we've talked about. And and he's there for you. He, it, grace isn't a thing. It's him. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and uh, it comes in the person of Jesus Christ. If you receive him into your life, maybe you have received him. But grace uh, requires that you continue to receive mm-hmm. him and that uh, you're saved by grace and you're being saved and we hope to be saved. There's a, there's a progression that's happening in our yeah. lives that's grace-driven, grace-enabled, grace-powered. And by the power of God, these things are happening and not by our own. Mm. Mm. Grace is good. You yeah. got to learn more about it. You got to make that your meditation. <laughs> yeah. You can't get camped out in legalism and religion. That's that's a bummer. It's bondage. Yeah. That's not what we're preaching here. That's, right. that's never what we're going to preach here. So hopefully you'll join us again and know the freedom that God has for your life. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.